Hello, my name is Anna, and if you're into scary stories and creepy real-life happenings, then I think you will love my podcast. Let me tell you a scary story. Join me every week as I read to you stories of the paranormal that actually happen to ordinary people. These are things that can't be explained and don't always make much sense, and they are sure to intrigue and to give you the shivers. So join me on your favourite podcast listening platform and let me tell you a scary story. Welcome to episode 66, Ohio. Ohio. I am your host, Chris. And across from me, <laughs> looking at me like I'm an idiot, is the co-host, James. What's up, everybody? And how you doing, my brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. This week, we are going to be discussing a few different things. So we're going to go over three creatures, three cryptids from Ohio. Two Sweet. that don't... That aren't talked about very often. One that is much more popular, but they all have some sort of like uh, thing in common. They're all sort of a, a greenish or amphibian type creature. Okay, good. So then the one that's going to be turning up in my topic will probably not be included. Okay, good. So uh, James is going to be discussing Boston Township, aka Helltown. Helltown. I'm going to tell you what. Creepy looking place. From the uh, pictures I found. Okay. <laughs> now, for now, I have not heard of this, so this is going to be all new to me. But tell me off the bat: Does Helltown earn its name? Indeed, it does. It does. It does. All right. Well, then let's get into it then. Yes, sir. All right. Who doesn't love a good old abandoned haunted town? I know I do. I do. This week, our point of interest takes us to the Cuyahoga Valley National Park to an abandoned and haunted, of course, place of course, known yeah. as Helltown, a.k.a. Boston, Ohio. Now, Boston Township is one of the nine townships of the Summit County, Ohio, United States. <laughs> oh, United I'm States? Like, United, oh, okay. United States. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if it was Boston, Ohio, you know, uh, Australia, but, you yeah. know, that's fine, United States. That's, that's like, a, and in case one of y'all, you know, wants to go there... It is about 15 miles north of Akron and okay. about 23 miles south of Cleveland. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Because you never, everybody's heard of the Cuyahoga River. Yeah. Especially Cuyahoga if you watch the movie. Cuyahoga River. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Now, unlike abandoned towns of old, this Midwestern area is unique because it is not all that old. Some of the buildings bear markings of the older America, like, you know, 60s stuff like yeah. that mm -hmm. but uh most of it is actually 20th century architecture it's oh, more wow. modern okay. all right uh so like oh shit now the no trespassing signs posted throughout the town are both modern and official huh. however the validity of the trespassing signs is contradicted by other information that i have seen 
which says the place can be visited as it is part of a national park. Okay. Which is good. Yeah. It is, however, recommended that any visitors stay within the confines of the town and not venture into the woods, as they may be snatched up for satanic rituals. A Satanist, okay. Of course. So while it is not forbidden to visit this place, but it, you know, ah. So while it is not forbidden to visit this place, if you do, please do so with caution. One of the primary reasons given to why this place was abandoned was the creation of the national park itself, driving people away due to the excessive amount of campers, tourists, I suppose, taking away the nice small town country feel, and I suppose pissing off the residents. Now, let's get into the history a little bit and then discuss a couple of the legends and myths associated with Helltown, shall we? Let's do it, yeah. In researching the history of the town, then known as Boston, Ohio, mm-hmm. I discovered that after the creation of the National Park, the government, in their infinite idiocy, actually were able to displace residents after the National Park Service was given free range to buy up all the land and saw fit to turn it into national parks back in the 70s. So, in a nutshell, they essentially kicked people out of their homes, many of whom did not receive proper compensation. Which sucks. I would say par for the course for those dirty bastards in Washington. Another account of why the town was cleared out was due to it being evacuated due to a chemical spill leading to, you guessed it, citizens in the area began to mutate. Oh, cool. We got Satanists, we got mutants, all right. Yep, now we are getting somewhere, man. This does not go without merit, and there have been claims by some people that have actually seen the disfigured and monstrous creatures roaming the streets and hiding in buildings. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't find any damn pictures. I I always try to look for photographic evidence, and there just wasn't any. Okay. I even tried YouTube, and all I got was some people walking the streets a little bit, but no monsters, no nothing. Of course. Yeah. That's, you know, creepy looking place, though. Right. Now, to add to this hellish nature of this place, the local church is adorned with upside-down crosses after it was supposedly annexed by a satanic group. Post, you know, post-chemical apocalypse, of course. <laughs> Again, it just all sounds like fallout. Absolutely. Either way, the stories are numerous as to the strange activities in the area, hence the warning from earlier in the story. Also, there is still some local debate about whether the chemical spill actually happened, but the lack of hard proof regarding the, you're going to love this one, the, pen, the Peninsula Python, a snake <laughs> that like grew a- to such enormous size that it, it covered an entire street, and they claim it still is there to this day. Whoa. Now, I don't know about that. Also sounds like the name of a pimp. But doesn't stop the locals from celebrating Python Day. I bet. Oh, because man. even though the town itself is abandoned, I did read that there are several houses around it still, around the National Park area. So people still live in the general vicinity, just not in the town itself. Okay. Now, there is an old abandoned school bus in the middle of the town, which is said to have a dark past as well. The tale is told of a horrible day when the children it carried were slaughtered by an insane killer, or in some versions of the story, by a group of Satanists. That sucks. Six one half dozen other men. Supposedly, if you looked into the windows of the bus, you can still see the children, and in some cases, the killers. This one could not be confirmed, and information about this bus 
says that it was actually used as living quarters by a builder. Then it was left abandoned and eventually just towed away. So I guess we won't be able to check that out. Boo. Oh, well, can't win them all, I suppose. Guess not. Now, all legend aside, there are several stories of suicides, murders in the area, and hauntings. So this place is not without merit, and there really was an actual chemical spill. I did look this up. Oh, wow, okay. Just off the West Hines Hill Road at the Kregic Dump. Kregic, Kregic. Kregic K R E J C I. It's like a Czech name or something. Yeah, yeah, Kregic, yeah. Uh, which is now part of the park itself because the National Park Service actually purchased this landfill as part of the uh, park to use for disposal. How scenic. Yeah. Gotta love it, huh? Now, it was said that rangers would get sick and suffer from chemical burns when in the area, and it was discovered that heavy metals and toxic chemicals were seeping into the ground. You know, and soon it was declared what they call a Superfund site, and was completely cleaned up by 2015. But there were no reports of extra limbs, third or fourth eyes, or lizard people that could be found. I tried. Okay. <laughs> so the mutant stuff tried. is pretty much word of mouth. Yeah. So take heart, though. All is not lost. Native American folklore also surrounds another mythical beast that roams the Helltown hillsides. Ooh. The Wendigo. Ah, the Wendigo. Yes. Love it is a man-eating creature that lurks near the Great Lakes and Nova Scotia areas. It's likely that this might be one of the oldest legends about this area since its origin predates Helltown itself. I like the Wendigo. I love stories about the Wendigo. You know, well, road warriors, you know, with ghosts, Satanists, mutants, cryptids, and murderers. And Wendigo. Wendigo. That's it. It seems to me that Helltown has definitely earned its title for sure. You know, if explored, you know, it should be done so with caution. So venture out if you dare. Look for a road closed sign and an old paved road grown over with grass leading into the woods. It's how most horror stories begin, so be safe. Strap up and check it out for yourselves. I wouldn't go in there without a pistola. Bring your gat, fool. That's right. Legend or not, it would still be one hell of a place to visit. So the buildings are still there? The buildings are still there. Creepy. Now, I looked at it. There are still homes there. Okay. Their church is still there. There there are stores. There's gas stations. There's all kinds of stuff. It's like a semi-modern town, probably late 20th century, Mm -hmm. 80s, 90s, and they just kind of moved out. Wow. I'm thinking the government shoved everybody out because of the chemicals in the water. They just covered it up. Yeah. I think they just covered it up when it comes down to it. Yeah. But... It does have a very hellish-looking landscape, very Texas chainsaw-looking. You know. well, well, at least they kicked them out. They didn't make yeah. them live there like in Flint, Michigan, and just yep. make them drink the water the whole time. And so. the grass grown over the highway leading to it and stuff. It's just yeah. it's just awesomely scary-looking. Again, it all just sounds like fucking Fallout. All I, all I picture is Fallout. <laughs> Mutants, <laughs> Satanists, you know. Yep. And I tried to verify a lot of these things because I don't like to just spew crap, but when I find a story, I just go with what Got you it. know. Go with what I know. You go with the information you're given. That's right. That's all we and do on the show. Like I said, I couldn't find anything about true mutants. I did mm-hmm. find information on the chemical spill and the fact that it did make some people sick. You know, some rangers and stuff, park rangers, uh, ghost sightings. They're all over the place. You know. So. So let me ask you: Did you find out whether or not the fact that the Peninsula Python 
is the name of a snake or the name of a local pimp? Because it sounds like a pimp's <laughs> name. <laughs> it is actually the name of a snake. Uh, the problem is the information that I got didn't lead into where the snake came from. It mm-hmm. just was going along, and all of a sudden, when I was reading, I was like, and it says, there was no evidence of the Peninsula Python. And I'm like, the what? Yeah. I said, where the hell did this come from? Yeah, but I yeah. had to include that, man. Yeah. Giant snakes, wendigos, ghostesses. I mean. Satanists, murderers. I don't know. Is Would Ohio be, does Ohio have snakes? Uh, Naturally, I mean. I don't know. I, mean, I don't, think it probably does. I'm sure it does. I'm I'm sure most it places does. do, but like, yeah. I don't know. Python. Because it's not too high up in elevation. See? No, it's not. It's, got a, lot, it's like, got a lot of woods. Yeah. See, Colorado has like rattlesnakes in the lower land, but if you right. go like up high, Montana and all that, there ain't mm-hmm. no snakes up high. Yeah. yeah they right. can't take it. Yeah. Only in Texas. <sighs> Indeed. Damn Texas. But hey, man, you can cool, roll man. right up to this one too. Well, um, put that on the list of places we got to visit when we take yep. our, our, at some point, fucking road trip. Well, when I score the lottery, it's done. It's on. That's it. Road trip is happening. Double decker bus, sleeping right. quarters, chef. Can have all, all, <laughs> all this equipment built into the fucking thing and we just record on the road. That's right. So hurry up win that lottery, James. I'm working on it, brother. All right, man. Well, let's go ahead and take a break, get a drink of water, and then uh, we'll get into some other creatures, huh? Sounds fascinating. different creatures excellent that have been seen in ohio uh, two have only been seen once and the other one has been seen a few times but and it's that's why it's the more famous one well them other two better get with it they they need to they yeah they're they are what you call introverts yes, they don't I, go out very I much i guess so all right so the first one is uh located in charles mill reservoir again another reservoir uh-oh Located 100 miles away from Lublin, Ohio, the Charles Mill Lake Reservoir was constructed in 1935 by erecting a 48-foot-high, 1,390-foot-long, and 20-foot-wide dam. Damn. Damn. A dam. A damn dam. A damn dam. Yep. On the Black Fork of the Mohican River. It's also known as the Charles Mills Lake and Mifflin Lake by the locals due to it being near the town of Mifflin, Ohio. Okay. Not far from Dunder. I've heard of Mifflin Lake. Dunder Mifflin? I've actually heard that name. Oh, have you? Oh, yes, I have. Oh, nice. Okay. You know, we were there. What? We were there. Who, you, who was we? Did you get to go? I didn't go to... You mean Sedimsville? Yeah. No, I didn't go. Ah, yeah. crap. The lake is known for its large catfish and bass population, but in March of 1959, it briefly became known as the home of another creature, the Charles Mills Lake Monster. Sweet. A trip to the Charles Mill Lake Marina will actually provide visitors with the story on display in a glass frame behind a counter for all to read. They got monster bait? Yeah, it's it's called uh, Budweiser. Ah. On March 28, 1959, three boys, Denny Peterson, Wayne Armstrong, and Michael Lane, were out one night walking along Ruggles Road, which is near the swampy shores of the reservoir, when something strange was happening in the black waters directly in front of them. Sweet. The three boys watched petrified in horror as an extremely large figure estimated to be seven feet tall rose up from the black water and towered above them that's what i hear you know? that's probably what yeah three, three teenagers yeah mm-hmm. 
Either that or they're screaming like bitches. <laughs> the boys beat a hasty retreat and quickly told whoever would listen about their encounter. They claimed the creature was a huge humanoid with luminous green eyes, large webbed feet, and most curious of all, no arms. No arms? No arms. So we have a green-eyed dildo coming out of the lake. Yes. He was unarmed, you would say. <laughs> he was... Excellent. Harmless. Harmless. There you go. However, when authorities went back to the site to search for the monster, all they found were a series of tracks that resembled the foot gear worn by skin divers. The monster has not been seen in Ohio since. However, famed cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman found the case interesting enough to investigate and include in his 1985 book, Curious Encounters. Nice. His entry included the following, <clears throat> and I quote, A green-eyed purple eater. No, <laughs> I was just about to say, one or one-eyed, one-horn one giant, giant purple, purple eater. eater. Or whatever, yeah. A green-eyed, seven-foot-tall, seemingly armless humanoid, seen late in March 1959 by Michael Lane, Wayne Armstrong, and Dennis Peterson, came out of the lake and left behind, quote, quote, within a quote, tracks that resembled the footgear worn by skin divers, and quote, within a quote. The thing was last seen, or the thing was seen again in 1963 and described as luminous and green-eyed. I examined the site of these encounters and can testify to the Charles Mills Lake Swamp Affinities, certainly a good home for a black lagoon beast. Assaulted by a seven-foot green-eyed pickle. With no arms. With no arms. Yeah. He well, just, pickles don't have arms. He just kicks you to death. That's why I said pickle. Yeah. <laughs> the pickle. Yeah, it is a pickle. Yeah. Now that... I'm, I'm going to ask real quick before we move to the next monster. Go ahead. Was he the one that was only seen once? Is he one of the ones that was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just one time. Yeah. Okay. Now, Coleman says that it was seen again in 1963, okay. but nowhere anywhere could I find any account of it being seen again. Well, if it keeps going in the water and it's got no arms, the motherfucker probably drowns. Well, also the fact that... Um, yeah, because it can't swim. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. Unless it breathes, unless it breathes underwater. But I could just see it swimming. With his feet? Yep. Just, I just picture him wiggling like one of them hot dogs from that movie. Uh, not the movie, that video game, Burger Time. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Remember the hot dog just to walk? It's, if, if it's just sitting there in, in the lake with no arms floating, looks like a, like a turd in a toilet. <laughs> now, um, yeah, he, he said that again. It says, uh, I couldn't find any other account of it. I don't know where this 1963 sighting came in, in, into being, but um, it also they also said that they found tracks resembling footgear worn by skin divers. So it very well could have been either a case of mistaken identity. Somebody was night swimming and came out and they just had like, I don't know, like seaweed or something on them and, and it freaked out the kids because they were out at night. Okay. Or the kids made the shit up. Okay, so if anybody is uh, old enough to remember Hanna-Barbera and Sigmund and the Sea Monsters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of look like that. They Tall, skinny, weird-looking, seaweed year, hanging off of them. What year was that? Uh, shit. 70s. 70s? In the 70s. Okay, so then they, they didn't get that inspiration from then, because this was 59. That's so, true. Yeah, so it was before. It was before, before Sigmund that. and the Sea Monsters. Maybe that's where Sigmund and the Sea Monsters came from. You know? Could be. That could have been Hannah and Barbera, one of those two teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Lane and Armstrong in Hanna Barbera. <laughs> <laughs> the next creature on our list of seldom seen is called Orange Eyes. I like it. Heat vision. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Reported to be more than eleven feet tall. I like the way they get bigger. Yeah, they get taller. So we start with a seven footer. Then we go eleven. Now we got eleven footer. Then we go Godzilla's eyes. Oh geez. Reported to be more than eleven feet tall, Orange Eyes is said to lurk near Mansfield, Ohio, though he is said to have originated in Cleveland. 
because that's where all the monsters are. Orange eyes. Orange eyes. I guess he was a Cleveland Brown fan. I think dog pound. (laughs) I think he is. The first known encounter with orange eyes was in 1963 when a plethora of witnesses claimed to see the creature. It was described as 11 feet tall and weighing approximately a thousand pounds. Holy shit! That's a big boy. Big big boy. boy. Big boy. Orange eyes reportedly was encountered two more times. So this this one wasn't seen once, but it was only seen like three times in 1968, and with last spot in 1991. Really? When encountered okay. by two fishermen in Mill Creek before retreating into the nearby woods. In the 70s, a UFO was seen shooting a green beam down to the ground in the same area, leading many locals to believe that Orange Eye was in fact an alien. Nice. Now, I like that. Bring in the UFOs, man. Let's spice yeah, it up. Just like our Pennsylvania episode. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's great. Whatever it was, it hasn't been seen in over 30 years. Now, the last creature tonight is a more well-known one, but still just as weird. Yep. The Loveland Frogman. The Loveland Frogman. I have never heard of this guy. You've never heard of this one, yeah. No. Well, I haven't heard of Orange Eyes, and I sure as hell haven't heard of the Green-Eyed Pickle Man. <laughs> the the, the shit man, the dildo? The, the, no. <laughs> <laughs> In 1955, at approximately 3.30 a.m., an unnamed businessman claimed to have witnessed three, not one, but three, bipedal, quasi-reptilian entities congregating by the side of the road. Sleet stack! Three, yeah, three sleet nice. stacks. Yep. The man pulled his car to the curb and observed these creatures for what he estimated to be about three minutes. Okay. During this time, he noticed that these strange beings stood between three to four feet tall. All right, we shrunk. Yeah, little midgets now. Were covered with leathery skin and had webbed hands and feet. Their most distinguishing characteristic, however, was their distinctly frog-like heads. Rated which the man claimed bore deep wrinkles where their hair should have been. Nice. That's fucking freaky. Man. Nice. Imagine coming upon that like 3.30 in the morning. You're tired. You're driving wherever you're driving. Trying to home probably. And all of a sudden you see these three short, leathery, fucking ugly, ugly dudes just sitting by the yep. road like like they're trying to hitchhike or some shit. Ribbit. 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 Got any yep. flies? Got any flies? <laughs> no, I got any flies. Go away, fucker. In addition to their amphibian attributes... They also had. <laughs> I forgot about this part. You don't like this part. <laughs> what do they have? Large dicks? No. <laughs> that would have been giant, just as funny. Big giant frog dicks. No, that would have been actually better. Um, in addition to their amphibian attributes, they also had a wand that they waved <laughs> over their heads, which naturally scared the passerby. <laughs> oh, shit. So they were on their way to Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, no. At about 1 a.m. on March 3rd, 1972. Don't you mean frog warts? That, folks, is why you're paying the big bucks. <laughs> That's right. But I'm bumped. That's very right. good. No, I can't think of them, but fun, frog warts. Okay. Um, <clears throat> 17 years after the first report, a police officer who understandably chose to rename an anonymous. Anonymous. I don't blame them. That shit's saying in. Usually when you're talking about monsters and telling people you want to be anonymous, people don't think you're a lunatic. If you're a policeman, especially. Absolutely was traveling along Riverside Road heading towards Loveland when he saw something that would forever change his life. Forever Forever. changed his life. The officer claimed that he was driving slowly due to the substantial amount of ice on the road when he saw what he thought... No, he wasn't. He was cock-blocking traffic. Cops (laughs) do that shit on purpose. They drive it like... Dude, it's... 15 miles below the speed limit on purpose to see if anybody's got the balls to pass. I get that, but it's 1 a.m. No one's out there this time. So there's no one in the cock block. Oh, well. What he thought was a dog on the curb. Suddenly, the animal darted in front of the cruiser, forcing the officer to slam on his brakes in order to avoid hitting a potential creature 
Once the police cruiser came to a halt, its headlights fell upon the prone animal. At this point, the officer describes something that seems literally too bizarre to be true. Oh, so he hit the son of a bitch. Close to it. He's, the, oh, the okay. thing stops right in front of his car. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, like a deer in the headlights. In the span of seconds, this crouched, frog-like creature stood on two legs, stared back at the policeman, and said, Got any flies? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> then scrambled over the guardrail and scurried down the embankment, finally disappearing into the Ohio River. First of all, he stood up on two legs and stared back. Mm-hmm. I'd have stomped on the gas. Yeah, hit, hit that gas, go <laughs> bam! Hell Just no. Bring that back to the station for proof. That's right, man. Good Lord. The officer in question described the creature as being three to four feet tall and weighing in the area of 50 to 75 pounds. Man, he could have took him. At least, yeah. He's a small dude. He could have took pounds. him. Yeah. Unless he had like a long tongue and then like he got sucked into his mouth. That'd be scary as hell. <laughs> he also claimed that its skin had a leathery texture and that the animal's features resembled those of a frog or a lizard. Another officer investigated the scene later that evening. He saw no sign of the creature, but reported that there were distinct scratch marks on the guardrail where the animal purportedly crossed. Scratch marks. Scratch right? marks. Which could have been, could have just been like a car that like scraped by, you know. Probably. The second sighting occurred two weeks later while police officer Mark Matthews had an encounter of his own. According to the report, Officer Matthews, while driving into Loveland, Spotted what he believed to be an injured animal lying on the pavement. They're always on the damn road, man. Get out the get damn in, road. Get into the swamp, fool. If you're, look, if... I, get, I get you're a Loveland <laughs> frog, man. Okay? Stop trying to play a real-life game of Frogger, man. That's right. It Just cross work. the highway. Just cross it. It doesn't work. Especially when they're seen at 3.30 and 1 o'clock in the morning. Nothing's out. How do you get hit, bro? How do you get hit? How That's get the hit? thing. Yeah, there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there, and no. you manage to get fucked up. Yeah, these frogmen are stupid. How does it happen? Matthews climbed out of his cruiser with the intention of removing the carcass from the already ice-slicked road when the creature abruptly lurched upwards in a crouched position to say, Ha ha, gotcha, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Taken aback by the frogman's reptilian visage, Matthews unholstered his revolver and took a shot at the creature. <laughs> what are they all <laughs> Okay. That just makes no. me laugh. I'm sorry. This actually it's... makes sense to me because if you, if you think you're just going to remove a dead standard animal, you walk up, all of a sudden this... Freaky looking frog thing jumps up at like like mm-hmm. in quick speed. You're a cop. The first thing you do That's is shoot right. the fucker. Yeah. You remember Jabber Jaw? Yes. That shark. Who got you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. See? Because also that, because then at that point, your police instincts kick in. You think you might be like, maybe somebody's like set up a trap for you. Yeah. You know, they jump up, their friends come from behind you. So you got to pull your revolver to you never protect know. yourself. Exactly. That's right. Let's shoot that frog man. That's fucker. why you never hurt. You never hurt. Never hurt. That's why you never help. Really fine-looking women dressed scantily on the side of a road. It's always a trap. You call the cops. You listen to Akbar on this one. It's a trap. That's right. That's right. Which then proceeded to hobble over the side of the road and step over the guardrail, all the while keeping a watchful eye on the trigger-happy officer. Matthew's frogman matched the first officer's description down to the last detail, with the exception of a tail which was absent in earlier reports. Okay, so what happened? He shot this thing, but it just walked off. Like... He shot it and then it wobbled off and went over the guardrail. Oh, it wobbled, so he heard it. He heard it. He hit it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it sounded to me like he just like, stop it. He probably got like in the shoulder or the arm or something. So you, you kidding know? me with that? Yeah. No, it didn't bounce off me. It, it, <laughs> I'm like... a frog man, fool. Yeah. He's a frog, not not like a not a, a turtle. He ain't got no yeah. shell. Got no shell. Oh, that's no, true. No he protection. Got no shields. That's right. In the years which have followed these events, Officer Matthew has reneged somewhat on his tail. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
I was drinking that night, so I had to I had to kind of change my story. And what it was in the four foot turtle it was my ex wife's new boyfriend. I hate that fucker. <laughs> so I shot his ass. That's right. <laughs> he now claims that the animal in question was nothing more than a large reptile which escaped from its owner. He further insists that the owner. <laughs> That's no, that is no better, bro. He done flushed a bullfrog down, that the is, damn, down the toilet and it grew, huh? That is no better, bro. That's stupid. He further insists that the only reason he shot the creature was to help confirm a fellow officer's story. A story which was, of course, being met with predictable skepticism by their superiors. Now, whether or not Matthew's change of heart was inspired by ridicule or the fading memory of an event which he was 30 years removed, the fact remained that his own testimony counterindicates his later attraction. In a 2001 email interview, Officer Mark Matthews, now retired, explained that the incident was, quote, habitually blown out of proportion, end quote. Okay, so he just shot a salamander. Or like a, uh, like an iguana or something? I guess. Some, like some big lizard. An escaped, an escaped reptile. Yeah. He stated that, quote, it was and is no monster. It was not leathery and had wet, matted fur. It was not three to five feet tall. It did not stand erect. What is he, Dr. Seuss? What, a fucking beaver? <laughs> a zombie beaver. Zombie beaver. <laughs> the animal I saw was obviously some type of lizard that someone had as a pet that either got too large for its aquarium, escaped by accident, or they simply got tired of it. With hair? He's a pussy then. If, it, if it's just it's a, a... Hair? A hairy lizard? What the know. hell, dude? What, maybe maybe he was drinking. This guy is nuts. Maybe he was drinking. Um... <clears throat> It was less than three feet in length, ran across the road, and was probably blinded by my high, my headlights. I said, I'm about to say, uh, my highlights, like he had highlights in his hair and shit. <laughs> his wrinkly ass head, whatever the... Is his uh, Mark McGrath hair? There you go. It presented no aggressive action, end quote. Matthews attempted to shoot the creature in order to back up the account of his partner sighting a few nights prior, but the lizard escaped most likely to die from its injury or from the bitter freezing cold. Because they can't, they can't oh, regulate body temperatures, though. The stories of Loveland Frogmen have been repeated throughout the decades, with the most recent sighting taking place in 2016. Oh, sweet! Don't get, don't get too happy yet. I'm not happy. A frogman was spotted in mid-August 2016 by Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend while they were playing Pokemon Go in Cincinnati. You know, that, uh, you know, you know what that is? For God's sake. You know what that yes, is? I do. Well, sorry. That's where their frogman was. There's probably, fr probably a Pokemon on their screen. Yeah, sorry. I don't trust anyone who plays Pokemon Go. No. So, yeah. No and, offense if you do play it, but we're not going to trust you. Yeah, sorry. You're you're already looking for fantastic creatures, so you're going to see anything. while he was playing Pokemon yeah. Go. And that's it, bro. That's the story of the uh, three weird reptilian sort of greenish. I wish one of them would at least latched onto somebody's face. And mauled them or something. I wish one of them at least like took a big shit somewhere so we could collect their poop. Yeah, that would know, be a that it. would be a better ending than Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, I really uh, would. Oh, uh, God, that sucks. <laughs> well, we can at least leave the listeners with a better ending. So tell them where they can find all the all the extra bonus shit that we got. Absolutely, folks. If you'd like to support the podcast, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash state of fear. We have one level called the Road Warrior. And it is $7. You get access to all of our ad-free stuff. So before I run out of oxygen and pass out, I'm going to shut the hell up. Good episode, though, man. I liked your stories. Yeah, same. I, I liked I, them frog dudes, man. I, liked, I think Helltown was better, but uh, 
Let's uh let's head on to the next state. I think we're going to Wyoming next. We're going to Wyoming. Head towards the west. Boy, do huh? I have a story for you on that one. I am looking forward to it. Mm-hmm.